Uh, so, good morning, everybody, and uh, it's great to be here back in um, Warwick Manufacturing Group. As uh, Richard said earlier, Kumar Bhattacharya, uh, as I know him, uh, before he became uh, Lord Bhattacharya, uh, opened the, uh, the Warwick Manufacturing Group in 1980, and I started on the, the Manufacturing Systems Engineering Program in 1985. I graduated in, in 1988, but it seems like five minutes ago. So. Uh, uh, I do remember Kumar saying to me in 1988, uh, go forth and uh, uh, improve manufacturing industry through the application of technology. And uh, it was interesting to see that that mission uh, is still uh, very much uh, the theme of uh, Warwick Manufacturing Group in 2010. So it's great to be here. Um, I believe uh, today is an excellent opportunity for industry, academia and the Advanced Manufacturing Research Centres to take part in shaping and establishing the Aerospace Manufacturing Research Agenda. Um, this technical committee uh, does a good job of informing UK government on aerospace manufacturing technology priorities to help ensure the future prosperity of the UK aerospace industry. The industry issue I've chosen to address today, uh, and which I believe is of high relevance to the UK government, is the importance of the development of a balanced economy which embraces the benefits of high-value manufacturing. I'll also speak about the importance of related high-value product service uh, support that comes from having high-value manufacturing. So high-value manufacturing is, I believe, uh, one of the keys to economic success in any country. Those countries which invest in high-value manufacturing can reap benefits which will drive long-term sustainable economic success. High-value manufacturing capabilities are based on deep knowledge. This is not one straightforward way that the value is created. It normally happens when there are a number of key components which help organizations drive value through manufacturing. These include utilizing research and technology and exploiting scientific and experiential intellectual property. High value manufacturing requires a profound understanding of the customer and solutions which are developed to meet customers' complex requirements. All in all, it's pretty difficult to do well. By way of illustration, let me take just one small component that is key to the success of Rolls-Royce Aero Engines. The component is a single crystal turbine blade manufactured by Rolls-Royce. There are 66 single crystal turbine blades in the Rolls-Royce Trent 1000 engine, which powered the Boeing 787 Dreamliner's first flight in December 2009, just a few weeks ago. Each blade is grown in a vacuum furnace from a single crystal of proprietary Rolls-Royce alloy. It must survive in a gas stream hotter by 350 degrees Celsius than the melting point of the material. It develops the same power as a Formula One car and it endures a force equivalent to hanging a double-decker London bus from its tip. It requires the skill of material scientists metallurgists, mathematicians, aerodynamicists, combustion engineers, aerothermal engineers, stress engineers, manufacturing engineers, process engineers, 
procurement specialists and logisticians, to name but a few. And it's one of over 2,500 different parts in a, in a typical aero engine. So high value manufacturing is important for any economy because first and foremost it creates wealth. It's a slightly congratulatory statistic but pound for pound an aircraft engine is six times more valuable than silver. Not quite making gold yet but making silver. Uh, whereas on the same comparison pound for pound a motor car has the same value as guess what a hamburger. I do remember uh, from my, my days in the car industry, it was a good day in the office if we could save a penny off the unit cost of a car. So um, uh, it's a different uh, scenario I'm, I'm working within now, that's for sure. It's no coincidence that the top three national economies in the Global Competitiveness in Index, Switzerland, United States and Singapore, share many of the same characteristics. High levels of R&D investment, strong collaboration between industry and academia, the successful translation of research into marketable products and services, and flexible labor markets. Another benefit of investing in high-value activities is that they open up new choices for individuals, companies, and a country as a whole. When any company seeks to develop its capability in advanced sectors, whether aerospace, pharmaceuticals, medical diagnostics, nuclear power, or information technology, the implications of failure are immense. So you hone your technologies, your skills and processes to the highest levels, often operating at the very limits of what is possible. The capabilities which you require, acquire, I should say, are all transferable to other areas and therefore open up new opportunities for those involved. These opportunities are not restricted to manufacturing. The, the ability of the manufacturing sector to create new service activities is well documented. At Rolls-Royce, around 50% of our revenues come from high-value services based on our customer and product knowledge, the deep knowledge that I mentioned earlier. At a country level, the Singapore Economic Development Board, for instance, has calculated that every dollar's worth of manufacturing activity in their country creates 90 cents of related services. As well as creating choices, high-value manufacturing and service activities are defensive in the sense that they create significant barriers to entry and you can therefore enable any country to respond more effectively to increasing intense global competition. For example, if you look at China and India, both countries have, of course, already developed strong manufacturing sectors, with China's exports of manufacturing goods now amounting to around $1.2 trillion a year, and India at $93 billion a year. Most people make the mistake of characterizing this manufacturing as low-value assembly, but in fact China and India are already moving rapidly up the value chain. They will have their version of the chart that Steve presented earlier. So it's vital that any country seeking to develop its industrial capability should focus on the high end of the value chain if it is to succeed in an increasingly competitive global market. 
High value industries can only be successful if the right education and skills are available to sustain them. That's the essence of the Warwick Manufacturing Group here in, in the Midlands. Another key priority, therefore, should be to ensure that there is a strong correlation between the types of skills being produced and the high value activities that they will support. To deliver high value manufacturing technologies requires a partnership between academia and industry supported by government. That is why developments using the advanced research centres like the Advanced Manufacturing Research Centre at Sheffield, the Composites Research Centre in Bristol, the Advanced Forming Research Centre at Strathclyde and the Manufacturing Technology Centre due to open next year here in Coventry are so important for the future development of UK industry. These centres act as a bridge between basic research and production implementation. In doing so, they provide industrial scale development capabilities whilst equipping the country with the skills we will need for the 21st century. So finally, this, this workshop today is important. It brings together the industrial and academic communities to start the process of defining the next steps in our key technology themes as we progress through from 2010 through to 2020 and to help us to maintain our position as Steve summarized earlier as the second largest global player in aerospace manufacturing. Thank you very much for your attention. Hopefully that's uh, some useful food for thought. Um, and uh, I wish you uh, uh, all the best for today in the, uh, in the work that you've got planned out for the rest of the day. Thank you.